Hey guys, it's Timmy, and this is Wrestling Unlimited, as we are here on the 10th of January, 2021, to talk about everything that went down tonight on Monday Night Raw, and I was kind of bored with tonight's show as a whole, to be completely honest. And I'm just going to say right now, BDB, Stiff competition tonight with that college football game. I was watching both Raw and the football game. Game is still going on right now, and it's 18 to 19. In a close, really good football game. And tonight's Raw was kind of like a by-the-numbers show. Kind of boring. Nothing super interesting really happened. A couple people said we're going to be in the Rumble, but those were all a couple people that said they were going to be in the Rumble before Raw even started. And it's like... I could see a lot of people. I didn't think this was a bad Raw. There was just some boring things. Nothing important really happened. Good wrestling. I will say that. There was some good wrestling on this show, but I feel like nothing super important happened other than the title change. The title change of the Raw Tag Team Championships. That was important. That was big. I do have to say that. But other than that, the rest of the show was just there. It was just there. And when you have a show that's just there, and most of it is missable because, yes, like I stated, good matches on the show. A lot of good matches on the show. But when you do all these matches that really don't mean anything, we had how many matches tonight? One, two, three, four, five, six matches, and only two of them really meant something. You can say three because the AJ Styles Austin Theory match built to tomorrow night's NXT with Austin with AJ Styles and and um 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 Grayson Waller. But even outside of that, what? AJ Styles and Austin Theory ends in a DQ and Grayson Waller gets involved? Like, who cares about that at all, if you know what I mean? Who cares about that? But with that, again, I think most people were probably watching this football game. And if you started watching Raw and you're a football fan and someone told you that this game's really good, you probably switched over because this game has been really good. I've had both on. Like I said, I was watching Raw, watching the football game. Still got the football game on right now. Uh, six minutes left in the game. Georgia's up by one over Alabama. It's 19-18. But regardless, we got, some, we got some Monday Night Raw to talk about. And I want to say thank you for joining me here. Twitch.tv forward slash PWUnlimited. YouTube.com forward slash Pro Wrestling Unlimited. And Twitter.com forward slash PWUnlimited. Remember, if you are watching on Twitch, you can help us out a couple of different ways. You can help us out either by hitting that donate button down below or donating Twitch bits in the live chat. Also remember, you can subscribe to the channel one of two different ways. You can either subscribe with a tiered subscription or you can subscribe with Amazon Prime. Because if you have Amazon Prime, then you have Prime Gaming. Prime Gaming gives you a cool, cool plethora of things like free games, January, 2022, Top free game of the month? Well, it's Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Amazing game. 
and apparently the second one is going to get announced in May. So you might want to take it up if you haven't played it yet. Click it, claim it, play it. Because the second one may be coming soon. But you also get free stuff for Valorant, Grand Theft Auto Online, New World, Fall Guys, and more. But the one thing that never changes is you always get one free subscription to any Twitch channel you want to subscribe to throughout the month. And I'd greatly appreciate it if you subscribed right here, Pro Wrestling Unlimited. Right here, Pro Wrestling Unlimited. Also, on the flip side, if you're watching over on YouTube, remember you can help us out over there as well by uh, putting a super chat or a super sticker in the live chat. Super chats are the best way to make sure your questions, comments, and concerns do get read live on the air, as all super chats do get read live on the air. Also, remember, you can hit that join button down below to become a channel member and join the Unlimited Army. In doing so, you get early access to news, early access to podcasts, early access to non-news videos, and so much more. And to also get those same benefits, you can subscribe at patreon.com forward slash PWUnlimited, which is the most direct way to support us. But how about this? A way to support us that doesn't cost you anything. Go into the Epic Game Store right here, putting in creator code PWUnlimited. Whether you're buying a new game like Guardians of the Galaxy or the upcoming Rainbow Six Extraction, and say you have a creator code, put it in. It helps us out. It doesn't cost you anything extra. Are you in Fortnite getting V-Bucks, trying to get that new Cobra Kai skin? And say you have a creator code, you do. Are you in, in what's the other one? Oh, it's on the tip of my tongue. I just blanked. Uh, Rocket League, getting skins for your cars. Well, Gonna ask you for a creator code. Also, remember if you're claiming the free games on the Epic Game Store, you can also put in this creator code to support us as well. Right now, the free game on the Epic Game Store is God's Will Fall. But with that, we've got Monday Night Raw to talk about. As again, I guess the one good thing about it is the show didn't feel as long as it normally does, it didn't feel as long. I mean, it, yeah, I guess that's a positive. It just was there, to be honest. It was just there as I adjust my camera here really fast. Boom. All right, that should be now. Let me fix this. I'm still getting everything set up because I got some new stuff here, new camera angle-ish. Camera's in a new position and... Microphone's different. Same microphone, but different way I'm using it. And I'm still figuring all out how I want it all to look. If you know what I mean. Try that. I think that looks All right, so Monday Night Raw. The show kicks off with Brock Lesnar and Paul Heyman. Lesnar says he was excited. To be back in Philadelphia. And before he could say more, Lashley and MVP would interrupt. But before Lashley and MVP interrupt, they're in the back in Gorilla waiting to go out when Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin would come up, come up and go, hey, we got your back, Bobby. We got your back. And Bobby Lashley basically just goes, you got my back for what? You got my back for what? Her business ain't a thing anymore. I do things on my own. So, yeah. Don't worry about me, basically. 
And I'm like, oh, you've got to be kidding me. They've been wearing Hurt Business gear. And you're going to tell me that they, they helped you with Goldberg. Even though you still lost. And you're going to say, oh, Hurt Business ain't a thing. Well, screw you too, Bob. Bob Lashley. Anyways, Lashley called them both super athletes and said it's an honor to be in the ring with Lash with Lesnar. Lashley also stated that Lesnar has been ducking him, avoiding him for the last 20 years. Lesnar says he's been busy over the years, winning championships in this ring and others. He didn't. He said he didn't even know who Bobby Lashley was until they met in the ring at day one. Lesnar said it wasn't his fault that Lashley didn't climb the ladder and get a shot at Brock earlier than now. Lesnar was doing some more comedy here, and Lesnar mocked him. Lesnar then goes, hey, Paul, come here. Knock, knock. Heyman goes, Brock Lesnar doing a knock-knock joke in Philadelphia. I've seen it all. Okay, Brock, who's there? Says, Bobby. Brock says, Bobby who? And Lesnar goes, exactly. And the crowd laughed. Crowd was, if anybody was at this show, please let me know. Was the crowd really as dead as it came off on TV? Or was it just, it came off dead on TV? Because this crowd for 90% of this show felt dead. Like they didn't even care. Lesnar again says, exactly. Crowd laughs. Drops the mic. Bada bing, bada boom. He's out. Then, Benjamin and Alexander attack Lashley from behind. And Lashley lays them both out. He just lays them both out. Cool. Cool. Next up, Orton is approached by Riddle. Orton blamed Riddle for their loss last week, saying, you never tagged me in. He goes, I'm going to put something on your hands. Do you remember? Tag in Randy. And he writes on the hands, tag in Randy. And Riddle goes, well, Randy, you got some good handwriting there. But I know what I got to do. Tag in Randy. Well, tagging in Randy was their downfall. Riddle asked Orton if they can go get some Philly cheesesteaks after they win the title tonight. Orton was a little reluctant, but then said, okay. And he goes, huh, are you a Pat guy or a Gino guy? Orton thought about it and goes, oh, Gino's. <laughs> Someone that's never been to Philly, that joke. I've heard enough about this. So it didn't fully go over my head. But for somebody that's never been to Philly, I bet you that joke probably would right over their head. Again, I never, I've never been to Philly, but I've heard Geno's or Pat's. So the best two cheesesteak places in Philly, but you're, you got to pick one. What, which one are you a fan of? Geno's or Pat's? Geno's or Pat's? You know what I mean? <clears throat> they showed Chad Gable's tweet where he posted some photos of he and Otis training their, quote, necks. So they're not victims of the RKO. Next up, we had a 10, sub 10 minute match. It was like right around 9 20, 9 30, 9 minutes to 30 seconds or so, 9 minutes to 20 seconds. Alpha Academy challenging the Raw Tag Team Champions, RK Bro. Went to a break about two minutes into this match after Riddle wiped out Gable with a dive. 
Gable took control during the break and used a dragon screw off the ropes. They were, when we came back, they were isolating Riddle on their side of the ring and Gable had Riddle in a headlock. Eventually, Riddle got out, got the separation, <clears throat> excuse me, got the separation from Gable and was able to tag in Randy. He read the hands. Tag in Randy. Orton tried fighting off both opponents at one point, but Otis caught him with the big world's strongest slam. This is after Randy hit Gable with a superplex. He hits with a superplex. Riddle tried to take out Otis. Otis knocked him down. Otis then gets tagged in. Otis then hits the world's strongest slam on Orton. Bada bing, bada boom. New Raw Tag Team Champions. Yes. Yes. You heard me right. New Raw Tag Team Champions. RK Bro just randomly dropping the titles on a Raw. No offense, but to Chad Gable and Otis. What? Huh? <clears throat> so yeah. I mean, I don't know where this is going, to be completely honest. I mean, I, I assumed eventually, I had heard that one of the plans was Orton versus Riddle at Mania. Are they they ramping that up now? I thought they would hold the titles for a little bit longer, and then the split comes closer to Mania after they drop the titles closer to Mania. That's what I always assume. But I don't know. So then... So they aired a video that actually aired on social media earlier in the day with Damian Priest declaring that he will be in the Royal Rumble. He said last week he made his main roster debut in the Royal Rumble, and this year he's going to take it one step further by winning the Royal Rumble. But not just that. He's going to go in to WrestleMania as the United States Champion and walk out with either the WWE or Universal, Universal Championship and be a double champion. So, in the back, Street Profits are talking with Damian Priest. and like, hey, do we have to worry tonight? Are you going to be the good guy Priest? Or is the bad guy Damian going to come out? Also, as a Priest, can you even take a solo cup? Or does Damian have to come out to party with us? He's like, oh, no, man. Uh, give me a solo cup. Oh, let's take a solo cup. And they seem to be all on the same page as we go into a six-man tag team match. It's Damian Priest and the Street Profits against Dolph Ziggler, Robert Roode, and Apollo Crews. Becky, uh, no, Bianca Belair cut a promo on Becky Lynch, warning her that her time at the top was coming. We then replay Johnny Knoxville getting announced for the Royal Rumble. And then we go into our six-man tag. This went through a break two minutes into the match, just like the previous match. <clears throat> Montez Ford tagged in Angelo Dawkins after the break, who handed out suplexes to Ziggler and Rude. Dawkins gave Rude a bulldog and a silencer before Cruz broke up the cover. Cruz went after Cruz, but became distracted by Aziz. Ford wiped out Cruz and Aziz with a dive as Dawkins gave Rude a spinebuster in the ring. Ziggler, the legal man though, Gave Dawkins a zigzag and pinned him. They couldn't figure out, oh, you're going off to the wrong guy. He's not the legal man. Legal man come in, take you out, you're done. That's two straight surprise wins by the heels. 
The crowd was never once into this match that went nine minutes and 20 seconds or so. And I was never really into this match. I said there's a lot of good wrestling on this show. And like, there were some good spots here, but nothing in this match ever really felt like it got going. Like they never got out of second gear. It was in first gear, then it kind of got into second gear, and then it just kind of stayed there. And it's like, oh, okay. Speed limit 75, but we're going 35, 40. <clears throat> a little flat at times in this match, and it felt like it dragged. So they played the whole thing of Seth Rollins showing up on SmackDown to basically challenge Roman for the Universal title. And tonight was the first time WWE actually acknowledged that Seth will be challenging Roman for the belt. Everyone assumed, and assumed correctly, that that's what the direction was. But WWE, even on Friday after SmackDown, never said, with what we saw at the end of the show, Seth Rollins will challenge Roman Reigns for the title. Never. Never once said that. We all just assumed, assumed correctly. Rollins came out and said he was excited about the Royal Rumble, not because two idiots and buffoons and Bobby Lashley and Brock Lesnar are going to fight each other, not because of the Royal Rumble matches themselves, but because he will be challenging Roman Reigns for the Universal Championship. Rollins said he got this match all on his own. He didn't need himself a penguin-looking advocate. He didn't need himself, uh, uh, what did he say? What's the other, what, what was Paul Heyman called with Roman Reigns? Advisor or whatever. Did he got it? Because he's Seth freaking Rollins. And another thing with that Seth freaking Rollins thing, because that's his name now. Before the break, Seth came out. And Byron's like, coming out is Seth freaking Rollins. We'll hear from him after the break. And he said, no, no, no. He said something like, like making his way down to the ring is Seth freaking Rollins. And we'll hear from Seth freaking Rollins after the break. I'm like, special counsel, thank you, Bangs. He said, I don't need a penguin-looking advocate or a special counsel. But yeah, like they have to say, they don't say just Rollins anymore or Seth Rollins. And if you go on his, his WWE superstar page, it's Seth freaking Rollins. Like, no boy, no. No boy, no. So Seth's out here talking about how he's going to beat Roman for the title when out would come Big E. Big E claimed to be as excited as Rollins, as excited as Gritty after Philadelphia Flyers' victory. Rollins said, I don't know what Gritty is. And I said, yeah, don't worry about it, Seth. I don't know what a Gritty is either. It's got to be some hockey thing. So, where was I? Biggie said, I've got a goal. My goal was to go and fight for the championship for the championship at WrestleMania, but going as the champion. Now, my goal is for, I want you to win the Universal title, and then I'll challenge you at WrestleMania. Rollins laughed and claimed that Biggie has no chance against him. Biggie offered a test of that theory the night, and Seth goes, nee. Uh, how about next week in a better city like in the Midwest? And Biggie goes, how about right now? And Seth's like, you know what? Screw it. Yeah, get a ref out here. We'll do it right now. Sure. I want to look something up.
So, <clears throat> Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins have not had a singles match since October 11th, 2019. It looks like this was a live event. But, every time, looks like, if I'm looking here correctly, every time these two have actually faced off one-on-one, -on -one, I'm pulling up all their singles matches. Beth Rollins. Beth Rollins. Bum, 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 bum. Why does this not tell me the outcome? Huh. This is interesting. Usually cage match will give you a list of matches with two different guys in it, and then you can decipher which match you want to look at. But this is not giving me the, um, what's it called? The actual results. The Seth and Roman have faced off in singles matches. One, two, three, four, five, six times on television. Six times on television. Some reason it's not giving me the results. Hold on, I can find it right here. Okay, here we go. So Seth has won one. One. So they're one and one. Let's see who's got more wins. Seth or Roman. Two for Roman. Actually, no. So this one, on a Raw, in 2016, they fought to a double count out. Money in the Bank, Seth won the belt. One and two and one. All right, so, as we look at Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns and their, their um, you know, history together. Roman has won one, two, three. No, that doesn't count because double count out. Three, so Roman's up by one, I believe, if I'm looking at this correctly. Roman has beat Seth three times. Seth has beat Roman twice. But Seth beat Roman when it counted for the title. The only time they fought one-on-one -on -one for the title. So it's Roman's got three wins over Seth. Seth has two wins over Roman. And they have a double count out on a Monday Night Raw in 2016. Interesting. Interesting. So no bangs. Rollins has not beaten Reigns every time they have fought. <clears throat> As we move forward, we had a 17, almost 18-minute match here between Seth Rollins and Big E. And the match was good. About 90 seconds in, they went to a break. Come back from the break, and Big E smashed Rollins' face on the announce table. Jimmy Smith said that he was covered in 
Seth freaking Rollins sweat coming off of his hair. Seth's hair, that is. Rollins slipped out of a big ending attempt and chop blocked Big E before hitting a knee, flying knee for a two. Big E came back with an STO, a clothesline, and a spear. Spear through the ropes, that is. Despite that all, Rollins was back in control really quickly. Like, went to a break after the spear through the ropes, come back and boom. Seth's just manhandling, basically. The biggie finally does make a comeback with three consecutive belly-to-belly overhead suplexes and a splash, but Rollins responds with a forearm. They traded counters until Rollins hit an enziguri for a two, followed by a super kick for another two, and a frog splash for another two. Rollins then went for a curb stomp, but Biggie countered into a powerbomb for a two. Biggie applied a stretch muffler, and Rollins got to the ropes for a break. Biggie tried to spear through the ropes again, and Rollins got his knees up. They traded counters until Rollins hit consecutive forearm strikes and a curb stomp for a clean pinfall victory over the former WWE champion, and this was the right move. I know if you're a Big E fan, you're probably upset. Oh, Big E losing again. Seth had to win here. Also, Georgia's up 33-18 to 18 now against Alabama. Holy crap. But good match. Felt like it went maybe a little too long for television here. But overall, good match. Big E makes the challenge. Doesn't win. Seth looks strong going into his match for the title at Rumble. We then got a video talking about who's going to be in the Women's Rumble. Same video we got from last week's SmackDown. Yet the only difference was they added in Charlotte Flair will be in the match. Then we got a very, very, very bad segment with Nikki and Rhea Ripley. Sarah Schreiber's in the ring. She's trying to conduct this interview, and you can tell she's just reciting her lines. Does not... Whenever Sarah Schreiber does her interviews, and no offense, they never come off genuine. It's always, they gave her lines, she memorized them, she's saying them. So she's like, so uh, Nikki and Rhea, you have requested this time in the ring to make some sort of an announcement? And Rhea was about to say something, and Nikki goes, yes. We're issuing a challenge to Queen Zelina and Carmella for the tag team championships. And Rhea Ripley goes, no. And she kind of goes over to, to Nikki. She's like, what we talked about. This isn't what we talked about. And Nikki's like, well, this is what we need to do. We need a challenge for the tag titles. Ripley's like, no, I thought we were going to announce we're going to be in the Rumble. Sarah Schreiber's like, you know, there's rumors that your team is not really working well together. And Ripley goes, I don't want to talk about that right now. Nikki, let's go to the back and talk about this. Nikki goes, no. We need to talk. We could talk right here. And then, like, time stood still. And the camera's just like this on Rhea Ripley. Sarah Schreiber hands her the microphone, gets out of the ring, and you hear, like, some fumbling behind them as Nikki's trying to get a mic. And the camera's just like this on Rhea. And you almost think they just fucking pause the show. And so finally, Nikki's like, so let's talk it out. And Nikki's like, you're going to blame me for our loss last week? Yes, I got pinned, but you're going to say I'm weaker than you? And he's like, what are you talking about? I didn't say any of that, Nikki. And Nikki almost also made a comment saying, oh, yeah, better wrestler here, better wrestler there. That's what you think? And she's like, I never said any of that, but if we're talking... 
She's like, I never claimed that, but maybe I am better than you. And Nikki's like, that's what I thought. That's what you think, huh? And Ripley had enough. And she was like, hey, you know what? I don't need any of this. She gives, goes to give her a fist bump. They fist bump or whatever. And they go to walk away. Ripley turns around and Nikki attacks her after they went for a hug. Nikki attacks Rhea Ripley, knocks her down, gets out of the ring, and then she stands on the ramp. I didn't want to do it. I didn't want to have to do it. And Rhea's in the ring like, it'll just happen as she's laying in the ring. Like, okay then. So I guess she's now Nikki, almost a super villain. I hope we just get crazy Nikki back. Sanity Nikki. Also, breaking news. Georgia has beat Alabama 33-18 to to become the new national champions. After with six minutes to go, this game was tied. Well, not tied, but it was 19-18 with six and a half minutes to go. So in the back, Reggie's got a cheesesteak and a second cheesesteak that he gives to Dana Brooke. And Dana Brooke goes to open it up. She goes, this looks good. And he goes, wait, don't eat your sandwich. You may not believe me, but I have a little hunch. I get these feelings when I feel like the 24-7 title is in danger. We need to go. They go walking one way and they see truth in a trash can. They go walking the other way and they bump into Audrey Smith, the referee. They go back the other way and they're stopped again by truth. Truth then knocks on the trash can and goes, it's time to go. Get out of the can. Attack Tozawa. They go to throw the sandwiches at Tozawa. They miss Tozawa. They run off. Tamina runs up. She's got the sandwiches all over her. He's pissed off. Truth runs away. She knocks over the trash can with Tozawa in it. She's banging on the trash can. Tozawa finally gets away. And I'm like, okay. This is what we do with Tamina on her birthday. We throw cheesesteaks at her. Reggie and, and Dana are running off when they run in to Omos. Reggie runs into Omos, and Omos basically threatens to kill him. And Dana's going, put him down. Put him down. Put him down. And I'm like, think you clapping's going to make, make him put him down? And so Omos has got Reggie by the throat, and he's like, I got a match tonight. But what I do tonight is not anything compared to what I'm going to do next week. So I guess we're getting Omos versus Reggie next week. Okay. The new job cuts promo. Said 2022 will be the year that we finally get do dropped. Going forward, we had a minute and a half match. It was Omos versus, I guess his name was, I think, Nick Sanders, Saunders, something like that. They made fun of him wearing pink tights and green boots. And he got smashed, slammed, pre slam, victory. They piped in booze. Crowd didn't care at all here. At all for this match. And I don't even know if you can call it a match. A minute and 36 seconds. Next up, Edge enters for the cutting edge. Edge spoke glowingly about his wife, Beds Phoenix, before introducing her out to the ring. Edge reminded the fans of how much ass she has kicked in her career. He said that she would have been in the Broad Street Bullies, they were if they were in the 1970s, and said they've collected championships the way the Flyers collect Stanley Cups. But don't the Flyers only have two? Philadelphia 
only had like two championships in hockey. So, yeah, that didn't make any sense. Edson said, we've won 35 titles as a couple. More than any other couple in WWE history, and we're the only couple in the Hall of Fame. Edge has won 34 championships. Beth has won four. And, yeah, Beth has only won four, but Beth had some long title reigns, and that's, a t- that's at a time when there was literally only one championship in WWE for the women. And then they kind of branched it off with the, the Divas and the Women's at one point, and then it was just the Divas title. So it's like, yeah, Edge won tag titles, intercontinental title, European title, world title, WWE title, all these different titles. More opportunities for Edge to win titles. But Beth did have really great long title reigns. So that's something to look at. So I had a video package play for Beth. I cheered the video. Phoenix wondered. He was just trying to butter her up for later. And the crowd popped for that remark. Phoenix was sick of Miz and Maurice. Looking forward to shutting them up at the Royal Rumble. Miz and Maurice would then interrupt. Miz sided with a Ben Simmons to get heat with the Philly crowd before repeating material from last week's promo, basically. Miz heard that Edge had a video ready for Phoenix. He also played one for Maurice at the crowd booed. Miz said that they were all lucky to be in Maurice's presence. Edge put over Maurice's career and worth ethic, but said Phoenix could deadlift a Buick. He said he'd be worried he had to fight her. Phoenix thought it was funny that Maurice was all just quiet. Suddenly, she had nothing to say in front of Beth. Phoenix said that she planned on having the crowd chant, Ah, Riviere. I don't know what that means. When she was done with Maurice, and she'd be happy to knock Miz's teeth out. Miz boldly put over Maurice as a look of worry washed over his face. Maurice then scampered to the back as Miz continued to ramble. The crowd laughed at Miz, and finally Miz left. Not that good. This segment was not that good at all. <clears throat> Kevin Patrick interviewed Austin Theory about his upcoming match with AJ Styles. Theory said that Mr. McMahon warned him how good AJ is, but Theory was ready to prove Mr. McMahon why he should continue to invest in him. Patrick asked if McMahon gave him any other advice, and Theory said, yeah, don't screw this up. So we got a seven-minute match. Seven minutes exactly, Austin Theory versus AJ Styles. Styles now started Theory early on, and Theory... Rob kicked him off the apron, which led to a break 90 seconds in. A lot of these... Minute and a half, break. Minute and a half, break. They wrestled for a bit after the break. When, well, it ended in a DQ and Grayson Waller pulled AJ out of the ring. He pulled AJ out of the ring and then the ref goes, call for the DQ. AJ was going for the phenomenal forearm here. And yeah. Grayson Waller then does take down AJ. Austin Theory goes, hold on one second. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Selfie. Takes a selfie and leaves. Styles then attacks Waller, smashes his face on the apron, smashes his face on the on the announce table, smashes his face on the apron, and then they go at it for a second in the ring. Actually, no, they don't. AJ throws him into the ring, and Waller rolls out the other side. That's what it was. That's what it was. So all of a sudden, Grayson Waller's walking up the ramp, and they cut to the back. So like this, the curtain you walk through. And all of a sudden, they go, oh, we cut too early. Never mind, Grayson Waller ain't there yet. And so they cut back to Grayson Waller on the ramp. 
And then they'd cut back to the back where Kevin Patrick interviews Grayson Waller. Waller told Patrick he was simply giving Styles a preview for their match tomorrow on NXT. Waller kept looking over his shoulder like, AJ's got to come through that, that, that curtain sometime, and I don't want to get my ass beat right now. So, moving forward, hold on one second. Let me fix something here. Um, all right, that's better. That's better. That's better. I accidentally messed up my microphone for a second. There we go. Fixed it. All right. Liv Morgan cuts promo, saying that she wouldn't wouldn't come close to winning the title at the Rumble because, well, she's gonna come close. No, she's like, I'm not gonna come close to winning the title this time. I'm going to actually win it. Then I got a weird Alexa Bliss segment where she's sitting still in her, her fiend makeup, but she's in a therapist's office, like a psychiatric, in a psychiatric evaluation or whatever. This is the office. Uh, I for, no, I, he said his name and I didn't catch it, the, the, the therapist. But he's talking to Alexa and he goes, how does this make you feel? And they showed her footage of of. Charlotte Flair ripping up Lily. And Alexa flips out. She goes, it makes me thirsty. She grabs the pitcher of water, grabs the cup. Fills up the cup. but She overflows the cup. Puts the pitcher down. Puts the, the, bottle, the water down, the, the cup of water. Then takes the pitcher and throws it against the wall. And the psychiatrist is like, oh, this is not what I had in mind. This is not what we're supposed to be doing here. Calm down, calm down. And she starts destroying the office-ish. Throwing stuff around. Eventually... The guy runs out of there. She screeches, yells, and that was it. So I assume these we're maybe going to get more of these therapist sessions, and the therapist is supposed to turn her back. This is just me assuming. The therapist is supposed to turn her back into the normal Alexa Bliss, maybe? I don't know. I was more confused at this than anything. Going forward, Becky Lynch cut a promo. Piped in some booze as the live crowd chanted for Becky. You hear the crowd, Becky, Becky, Becky. And then all of a sudden it's like working with the volume to try and get it to drown out the Becky chance. That was great. So he gave backhanded compliments to Morgan and Bel Air before putting over Dewdrop. He said tonight's winner would have the pleasure of telling their grandkids. They lost to Big Time Bex, but that they made it to the Big Time. Lynch then joined commentary as we had a 14 and a half minute match between Dewdrop, Liv Morgan, and Bianca Belair. The match was all right. There was some clunkiness. There were some spots where it's like, ooh, they took too long to set that up. Ooh, yeah, nope. They almost didn't get that one in there. Ooh, yeah, nope. A couple eh, questionable spots. But overall, I thought the match itself was fun. And I thought these three women outside of the three or four clunky spots, worked pretty good together. Morgan and Belair, early on, teamed up together against Dewdrop. Dewdrop gave Belair, though, a Mishinoku driver before slamming Morgan on top of her. Morgan avoided a cannonball and tried repeated foot stomps, but had no effect, and Dewdrop threw her out of the ring. After a commercial break, Belair avoided a charge by Dewdrop and went to the top, but Morgan actually flipped over Dewdrop 
to bring Belair down with a Hurricane Rana. Dewdrop then kicked Morgan into the buckle and Belair speared Dewdrop. Morgan put Belair in the rings of Saturn. She held into the move for a while. She was even giving her elbows to the gut. Belair then got to her feet with Liv Morgan up on her shoulders. Morgan then countered that though and do a code breaker before giving one to Dewdrop as well. Dewdrop powerbombed Morgan though on top of Belair. No. There was a spot. I read. I think I'm ahead of myself. There was a spot where Bianca got taken down. Liv got an electric chair onto Bianca. Dewdrop tried to pin them both at the same time. No avail. Then at one point, Dewdrop powerbombed Liv and went for the pin when Bianca broke it up with a very cool looking 450 splash. Like she hit this 450 perfect. Like she centered herself the way she landed right on the back of Dewdrop. It couldn't have been hit more, more perfect. And I love there was a couple spots here. Like, like early on, Liv did a front a flip dive over the top to the outside to both women. And Becky's like, I guess and she goes, I guess going to the big the big time brings some big time moves out of uh, Liv Morgan. She really wants to come back to the big time. And then this one is here as well, the 450 splash. And then Becky Lynch almost out of her chair where she was like, whoa, not much impresses big time Bex, but that impressed me. Bill at one point gave Dewdrop a spine buster before giving Morgan a glam slam on top of her. Belair hit a moonsault on both women before giving Morgan the KOD, but Lynch broke up the pin. Not a DQ because it's a triple threat. Belair and Lynch started running around the ring. They chased each other. And as this is all going on, Dewdrop is on the middle rope. Liv's laying on the floor. Banzai drop. One, two, three. Oh, crap. Dewdrop just won. Didn't see the setup for this move. None of that. It was all of a sudden the camera just. Whoosh, and she's in mid bonsai drop. One, two, three. There we go. After the match, lift off, uh, Lynch offered Dewdrop a handshake. She didn't give her the handshake. She slapped her across the face like I just slapped my microphone. Lynch then tried the manhandle slam, but Dewdrop was too big for her to get up. Dewdrop then shoved her from the ring. And the show ended as the two women exchanged words. So the whole thing is, can Becky really beat Dewdrop? Dewdrop, the bigger woman, may be too big for big-time Bex to manhandle. But with that, that was the Monday Night Raw. An all-right show, not all that great, kind of boring at times, and some of this stuff seemed to drag. You know what I thought of the show? Now it's time to find out what you guys, you, 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 thought of tonight's Monday Night Raw. Remember, you can put a super chat in the live chat on YouTube to let me know what you thought. But you can also text in 510-906-1341. And also remember, we got to check the polls. Got to check the polls. As far as the Twitch poll does go, 100% like the show. Nice. As far as the YouTube poll, no, the Twitter poll. poll 50% thought the show was just all right 26.7% liked it and 23.3% did not like tonight's raw and as far as the YouTube poll 57% liked it 
33% thought it was just all right, and 10% did not like tonight's Raw. Um, on to this really fast. It says, do you see Lesnar retaining the WWE title at Royal Rumble? I don't know, to be honest. I'm really 50-50 about this. Does Brock win or does Lashley win? I don't think Brock should lose. I don't think the, the title range should be less than a month. But, you know what? No, I don't think, I'm thinking, no. I think Brock wins. Or says, since Sean and Pete Dunn are being looked at for the main roster, what do you think their first storyline should be? I have no clue. That's something I can't predict. I, I really can't. Because, forgot to mention, Pete Dunne and Ciampa again worked dark matches. I think they're actually not dark matches. They were filmed for main event. Ciampa took on... Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me pull this up really fast. Do, 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 do. Let's see. Ciampa faced T-Bar. And Pete Dunne had a match, but I don't know against who. Let me see if anybody's got main event spoilers up yet. Um, No. So this just says, someone that was there live, Pete Dunne wrestled on main event. Decent pop for Dunne. And then the other person, they also said, Ciampa is on main event facing T-Bar. I didn't get results, though. Says, you think Alexa Bliss is winning the Rumble and get revenge on Charlotte? They could go that route, but uh, no. Says, I think Raw did okay tonight. Do you see Austin Theory, U.S. champion, one day in the future? Yeah, I could see that for sure, hundred percent for sure. Says, you think Rollins will beat Reigns for the Universal Championship at the Rumble? And WWE will do Roman versus Brock for the WWE title at WrestleMania. Very, very possible. You know what else is even possible? Roman loses to Seth. Roman enters the Rumble, wins the Rumble, challenges Brock. There you go. I think that's going to do it. With that, guys, I want to say thank you for joining me here. Twitch.tv forward slash PWUnlimited. YouTube dot com forward slash pro wrestling unlimited and twitter.com forward slash pw unlimited should be live no no live shows tomorrow i don't think not reviewing nxt don't really care about that but wednesday we should be live hopefully we can do the jesse and timmy show in the morning then we got aew dynamite on wednesday evening so with that guys have a good night i may be live a little bit later twitch.tv forward slash timmy buddy playing some games over there. Got a little bit of work I got to get done. Then I'm going to try and jump on and play some games there. Again, twitch.tv forward slash Timmy buddy. Follow me over there on Twitch. That way you know when I do go live. But with that, guys, have a great night. And I'll see you next time.